Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 163 of Lay Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. Uh, I'm your host for tonight, Christopher Jarvis, also known as Commander Thane, also known as Cold My Kidney, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder tonight for this episode are... In fact, it's a little bit crowded in here. The Sidewinder is bursting at the seams with guests. Um, first of all, we have the one, the only one that we can afford. It's Grant Psychical Walcott. Hello! Uh, and uh, also joining us tonight uh, at the Orange Sidewinder itself in game is Commander Adler Weiss. I'm toasty. Uh, and almost suggesting that we seem to have a, uh, a three for two offer on uh, Scottish hosts this evening, we also have Colin Ford. Good evening, everybody. And are you, you got. Are, are you implying that poor Colin once again is <laughs> the freebie? No, no. Who did that sketch? There was a TV sketch show in the eighties or nineties that did a sketch with the buy like the buy four get one, the buy three get one free, and he brought them all to the counter and said, "Well, I just have the free one." Oh, that was it wasn't very oh. funny. So I feel like it was probably a Jasper Carrot or something. <laughs> I like Jasper Carrots. You're from Birmingham. <laughs> I'm not from Birmingham. Piss off. <laughs> um, I just live there. Anyway, yeah. Also, also joining us, we have Ian Norton. Welcome. Hello. Uh, so yes, it is. It is particularly crowded in the Orange Sidewinder tonight. Um, if you'd like to, you can join us live. Uh, ben certainly is hanging around somewhere in live near the uh, Orange Sidewinder. Uh, so good luck with the gods of instancing. Uh, if you don't know where that <laughs> is, just go to Lave, Lave, uh, the Lave system and look for the unidentified civilian broadcast. Uh, we are also. What's up? Miggles has managed to find me already. Okay. We are also, uh, you can find us at twitch.tv forward slash Lave Radio, and you can also go through laveradio.com forward slash live, uh, unless you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, then none of these things are true. Uh, anyway, I'm going to find out how people are. Uh, let's start with Colin. How are you doing? I, I, am, I am suffering from the Marco, Marco Quint grind at the moment in game. I'm almost there. I just got five module terminals to give the blasted engineer, and then I can cross them off my list. And I must admit, <laughs> honestly, this, this, I mean, I'm quite grind tolerant, but this one, this, this one's been uh, for me, to be honest. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's been it. It's taken a week to get to, get to this point. Um, not constantly playing, mind you. I've been playing uh, Dusex, Mankind Divided, um, just just to get away from the grind from time to time. But um, yeah, that's that's where I am. Hopefully, I'll cross them off my list and then concentrate on something more interesting to do in the future. Out of interest, how have you found the blockade of Sirius affecting your Sirius grind? Uh, to be honest, I. I haven't found it that bad. Um, I have noticed that the Sirius Corporation is in retreat everywhere, so um, the blockade is working. The, the Sirius Corporation is basically, I don't know, it's the uh, faction equivalent of pooing its pants and running away. The Braves are Robin. So um, whatever the guys are doing, it seems to be working, but I have not been physically stopped from doing anything yet. Which is good. Cool. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, I need to. I need to get back on the whole engineers thing. I keep getting torn between when I am in game, between hanging around Lave and doing stuff for Lave Radio Network, and then thinking, oh right, I need to go and do engineer stuff. Oh, well, that's miles away, and I'm then just going to have to come back here to Lave. So, I need to. I need to make a decision as to what thing I'm going to focus on. At least uh, you're not in Colonia. What you need to do is you need to have a fast, um, super long-range jump asp ship, so you can quickly jump between the yeah. two of them. Yeah, no, I do, I do have, I, I do have the asp. I think the problem is that, well, it's just juggling them, isn't it? Because the, what I'm actually trying to still engineer is I'm still engineering my vulture to be good, which is a challenge. Um, and it's always that thing of like you jump all the way to the engineer and the asp, then you've got to get the vulture transported, and then blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, that's that's that's, that's by the way. Uh, ben, what have you been doing this week? Uh, I celebrated my name day, so that was that oh. was fun. I saw Spider Man with my kids. Ooh. That was also that was also fun. Um, that's funny. I saw Spider Man, but your kids weren't in it. Weird. <laughs> Broomtish. <laughs> Yes. No. Um, <laughs> what else have I been doing? I I got Overwatch from one of my kids, so I've been playing that. Although it's too suffering from the lack of crossplay, because uh, I can't play with him because he plays it on the PS4. But he, he loves it and he swears by it, and it's a game I was kind of interested in when it first came out. So yeah, I've I've enjoyed it from what I've been playing of it. So that's I guess good. Um, and I've also been teaching my eldest how to play Elite um, with him and his little Sidewinder. And I think he had uh, all of 4,000 credits in his account. Nice. Um, and I'm not entirely sure how, but we ended up in LP98132, which all of us old hands will know is a pirate station. Or a pirate si- an anarchy system. So yeah. my son ended up in the notorious for everyone who played Alpha and Beta, LP98132, with one canister of stolen beer. <laughs> it's like Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit's slightly rubbish, mate. Yeah. So we went off and smuggled, smuggled that into the station, into Freeport there. Awesome. Um, and I taught him all this, and he, you know, he, he had he had his brown pants moment as he got interdicted, and then they laughed at him and was like, "Yeah, you're shit. I'm not. I'm not bothering with you." <laughs> um, which at which point we kind of went, "Phew, that's okay then." But he, uh, he was, he's enjoying it so far. That's cool. That's that's, that's good times. Uh, Grant, how about you? Yeah, it's been a uh, sort of a fun. Well, maybe not Grant, or are you muted? Uh, yeah, well, no? okay. Uh, everyone, everyone, Ian, what the- no, everyone can hear oh. me apart from you guys because I'd muted myself. To uh, you. Just one of those fun things. Yeah, I've been. A, it's been a, a sort of crazy busy week. We're back into normal routines of trying to finish off this wonderful bathroom. I've been running Lavery Network uh, missions on the Xbox, and also nipped out to Hutton on the Xbox to go and get some mugs. I've not had a chance to jump back on the PC. Oh, sorry, or the PC version, or on, in fact, the PlayStation version where I should be collecting 1.5 million credits, but I will do at some point. And um, I tried a new game last night called Gorn, which is on VR, and it is knackering. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, the, the joyful parts are using like the spear to break. So it's a gladiatorial game. So you are a gladiator, and as you power up through the levels, you start bare hand, and you got to try and really, you know, 
chance your arm and luck and not getting slaughtered by the guys in heavy armour and the weird wobbly legs that they've got. Um, and uh, you eventually upgrade to some weapons and my son got it because he wanted to have a shot and he was about 45 minutes later I got on. He um, managed to unlock the pole arm and, well... <laughs> He took great delight in breaking that through people's chests and uh, managing to spear out their hearts. Um, which is, yeah, and it's in VR, so it's glorious, gory detail and tons of fun. But ultimately, you are swinging your arms around like an absolute idiot. So that was good fun. And uh, the other thing's been kind of good fun is the we're growing our player base of player unknown on the TeamSpeak. So people come in and they go down to the player unknown room. And we've been playing with uh, Bicky came in to join us, one of Bicky's friends as well. And um, yeah, it's been. Oh yeah, we've been playing some public PUBG. Is just it's so much fun. Okay. Um, tons of. Player unknown battleground. It's just uh, it's so much fun, Chris. It's the kind of game where you don't have to like people to play it. You can just shoot everybody. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the Good recent the recent updates have uh, introduced. I don't know if they've introduced some more backdoors, whatever. But the number of cheats on it seems to be going up um, when you have people that are intentionally glitching so you can't shoot them so th that's annoying and also we went out shopping twice now with Susie so we're getting her back into the belief that she can actually go out and about so that's all very positive but knackering Sweet. knackering but we're yeah, getting that. that's a good thing progress awesome uh, how about you Ian what have you been up to obviously notwithstanding the thing that we've brought you on <laughs> to talk about yeah, but thanks. Um, uh, the last week, um, aside from hauling more tea than I could possibly describe, uh, we've um, just been moving offices. We're, we're, I'm based in Cambridge, and we've been moving to a new building. And there's been all the, the comical chaos in with that, and a, a little you bit of sadness. Here, and, no, no, drive past <laughs> them on the way every day. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're Station Road, so um, yeah. And your building's not made by the SCC. I think it was actually. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, as for me, uh, what have I been doing? I have been okay. Yeah. So we. Um, I say we. I'm going to say the other. The other guys in the crew are going to be like, "What are we doing this now?" I've kind of taken it upon myself to try and source some of the other games that the elite community talks about or is interested in, you know, other kind of space games, other sci-fi games, and try and contact the, the PR companies and get them to send kind of like stuff if they want us to cover it. Um, so at some point, and I'm kind of deciding, should I, should I just commit to tomorrow? Should I just say I'm going to do this tomorrow? Anyway, yes, I'll say I'm doing it tomorrow. Yes, um, tomorrow. I've been playing. I've been playing a bit of Everspace, uh, which is another space game, uh, and it is, you know, it is very unlike Elite Dangerous. Um, but it's one of these things that people have been talking about it, people have been asking about it. Uh, so I'm going to kind of, with the Lave Radio badge on, uh, be doing a bit of streaming of that tomorrow night. Uh, and I might even do a video review of it. I think it'd be, it's, it's one of the ideas I've kind of had, I think it'd be quite nice as Lave Radio, because we have all these peripheral conversations about kind of other you know space games and things like that in some respects it'd be quite nice to keep track of them and just kind of keep a live radio review on them and just give people a kind of touching point where they can be like well i like elite there's these other things do i need to bother with it um and we can you know we can do that so tomorrow night uh 9 p.m bst i will be streaming everspace 
Um, and I haven't decided yet whether I'm doing that on twitch.tv forward slash live radio or twitch.tv forward slash hold my kidney. Um, but you'll see it on either because I think hopefully the auto hosting is right. I think if it's um, if it's a spacey thing, I think do it on live radio, and you know you'll maybe you'll probably get a fair yeah, audience for it. I think. Yeah, 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 maybe. So, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, Space Lenin is asking, "Am I playing it with a controller or a keyboard mouse?" Well, tune in tomorrow to find out. Um, but no, keyboard mouse because controller is horrible. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I've been up to, um, and I've also been. Uh, you guys, uh, if you if you subscribe to the podcast, you will know this. But in the last couple of weeks, we have also released the fourth part of the Lave Radio RPG podcast, uh, which was the, the the episode of the RPG that we recorded live at LaveCon. So now all four parts of that story you can go and listen to. It's like a little self-contained story, four parts all together, like a little audio drama, only without scripting, acting, rehearsal or a plan. Uh, but yeah, it's got music and sound effects and stuff and it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, and we also released episode three of remote outpost games, uh, which is myself and John Stabler, um, interviewing, uh, a guy called Ivan Maltini, who works for a company who produced Holy Potatoes. We're in space. Uh, and we, we talked to him about his top five games, uh, and also their, their Holy Potatoes series. So yeah, if you haven't caught up with those podcasts, Go and check them out. Anyway, moving on to the show. So someone in the Twitch chat is saying, the RPG podcast ruled. I want to play. Yes, that is the dual. The dual purpose of the RPG podcast is to encourage people to go and play the RPG for themselves. Uh, and also just to be, you know, an entertaining podcast in itself. Oh, I'm getting joined by my uh, co-pilot. Good night, sweetheart. Are you going to say anything to Live Radio? If you speak, they can hear you. You gonna say anything? Mm. No, 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 sweetheart. I just used all of them out out of the cup. Did you all of it? Yeah. What am yeah, I gonna have in my coffee? Only a little bit. Now. Oh no! No, no, shortage. Yeah, no shortage. Uh, anyway, so moving, moving swiftly on. Uh, yeah, a live radio network activity in game. What are we? Are we doing anything tonight? What should we be instructing people to do? Um, I'm I'm one, confused since the war. Give me one second. I'm actually winged up with whoever, so I can ask him. Okay, I, I believe that the war finished with um, Lave Incorporated, but we either didn't get anything or we didn't get anything worthwhile. I can't remember which. Um, so we have the slightly unfortunate problem. We are now. We're now a few points ahead of Lave Incorporated, or last time we checked we were. So I don't know strategically whether we need to drop back down below Lave Incorporated now and fight them again, or whether we just press on and take on workers of Lave Liberals, the massive juggernaut of the Lave system. That's what we need. That's what we need an opinion on. Find out. Well, Grant is the expert on this kind of thing, but... Uh, uh. Indeed, indeed. Right. Uh, okay, advice from whoever is saying we should go and do missions for Lave Radio Network and the Defense Defense Party. Um, I don't know why Jarvis is saying about Lave Incorporated. They were the ones we were previously in the war with, weren't they? Possibly. So yeah, yeah basically, we're still running missions for Lave Lave Radio Network. Yes, and the other one is because there is a conflict going on in another system. Is that right? I if we think, help them out, still go into lockdown or something. Yeah, we re- well, 
I don't. I know it's short notice. Whether we really need to bring him on air at some point to explain what the heck we should be doing, or we'll, we'll get, or at least get a concise summary every week <laughs> as to what we should be doing, because yeah. none of us really understand the background simulation all that well. No. Okay. No, Either way, there is there is never any harm in doing missions for Lave Radio Network, except when Apart there is harm. When there is. <laughs> yes. Oh, on those times, don't do that. Um, development news: We have had we've had kind of an interesting week. Uh, Dav Stop was on Ed's Thursday stream playing CQC. Has anyone got anything to say about that other than suggesting people go watch the stream? As ever, he did give some nice, very, very technical answers, basically about the about networking and instancing and all that magic that Dav does. But basically, yeah. if you wanted to watch the stream, I think is the answer for that. Yeah, it did go over a couple of connection issues that did seem to be happening with, still happening with the PS4 version. Um, they're asking for more information about that, to be honest. The, um, I think that the, some of the fixes that have been issued so far have, have sorted problems, but there's still a few others that um, don't seem to be working properly with the BT router. Um, and also there's another issue to do with Horizons only matching with one account when they should have matched with two. Again, they're looking at this, and hopefully for the PS4 owners, they'll, they'll be uh, fully on stream with us soonish. <laughs> TM. <laughs> okay. Um, so someone in Twitch chat is just saying about hauling mugs to lave. I think, but forgive me if I'm wrong, that unless we're the controlling faction... Hauling stuff to the Lave system doesn't help Lave Radio Network at all. At all, no, it doesn't. No. It helps. No. It helps the controlling faction. Um, so that is the thing that I do understand about the background simulation. If you would like to help Lave Radio Network, then please just do missions for Lave Radio and take the mugs elsewhere until we have liberated Lave, and again, <laughs> and then bring us all your mugs once we have once we have a station. Bring us all your mugs, but don't don't do it now. All oh, your okay. mugs are ours. Yes, Lave re revolution or something. It's an it's an older meme, sir, but it checks out. Okay, uh, the I think I think for me, so this is the most interesting thing this week. David Braben did an interview to Rolling Stone magazine, or maybe not the magazine, Rolling. just the website. But I didn't know Rolling Stone magazine or website was still in existence. To be honest. <laughs> I, I think that's yeah, I, sometimes. I think I think there's. I mean, I'm not saying there hasn't been other things in between, but I remember being really impressed when like Lara Croft was on the cover of um, was it Face magazine, which at the time was quite a big magazine. I think it's disappeared now, um, but uh, that was quite a big thing having a computer game on the front of quite a broad distribution general magazine. And I think David Braben being interviewed by Rolling Stone is kind of a big deal because they're not really a. Uh, from my knowledge of them, they're not really a big gaming kind of publication. You're going to say Elite Dangerous is not rock and roll. That's what you're going to say. <laughs> no, what, no, what my point was is that if, you, if you've got like a magazine that just covers general cultural phenomenon and kind of, mm. you know, celebrities, then I think being interviewed in that is quite a big deal. I don't know. But anyway, it was a really interesting uh, interview. Does anybody have anything that they particularly liked about it? Well, yeah, I, I did enjoy the the whole interview. Um, a, a couple of there was a couple of things in the forums where people got a bit het up about um, comparing imperial slavery. I've got to be careful about this. Imperial slavery, which is different from standard slavery, to joining the army. Apparently, someone got really upset about that. Um, 
Apart from that... Yeah, I think it depends which way round you take it, though, because if you say, well, joining the army is like slavery, and yeah. you've, you've, you've got those negative associations quite rightly with slavery, then that is that is quite offensive. But if, you, if you're reading the article and seeing that actually what David Braben is saying is about what we understand to be slavery in the sense of how the kind of the core of the Roman Empire did it, is yeah. it's not really fair to think of it as slavery in a sense. Um, I mean, it is because you can't leave. But well, I don't really see anyone giving two weeks' notice in the army either, so... No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was... I think the confusion came from the fact that they, they didn't explain it was that the imperial slavery is different from standard slavery, which we all know is, is forcible and and basically property and absolutely horrific. Well, the imperial slavery it seems to be some kind of way of paying out your debt and uh, yeah. And trying to restore your honour, etc., blah, 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 which uh, is very similar. Well, not similar, but the closest thing that they can compare it to is, say, joining the army where you can't leave the army for five years or something like that. At least in yeah. an ideal world. In a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think it's, um, I don't think it's one of these things. That the, one of the things that did struck me about the interview is that we had this whole thing when Elite Dangerous first started, that Frontier were very careful to frame and justify the story mechanics in which they were going to introduce the trading of slaves into the game, because obviously it is a kind of hot button topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and what was weird for me is that reading this interview, it was almost like, have, have we reached a point where this argument has had to come round again because I thought it was all pretty much settled. Um, but I thought David sounded very much that he was kind of trying to justify the slavery thing again, which I don't, which I didn't really feel as a current argument about Elite Dangerous. I don't really feel that that's something people are talking about as a contentious issue. Uh, I mean, he explained it well. I'm not saying he didn't explain it well. He did explain it brilliantly. Um, I, I was just surprised that there was such a focus on that topic. Yeah, I must have. When we kind of did it three years ago or four years ago. Well, the, I mean, the, the journalist obviously hadn't done it four years ago. And well, yeah. obviously, I think the first thing that, you know, he's, he's, he's looking through the brief going, you can actually trade slaves, you can trade drugs, what? And not what you're expecting from a, um, what is it, a, a seven-year-old game and a, well, a game for seven-year-olds and above, apparently. Cause yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, apart, apart from that, there was an awful lot of stuff about the the instant. There was some stuff about the instancing. Uh, I'm trying to um, explain about the peer-to-peer architecture. Um, they did say something about the third franchise, which still remains a bit quiet. Nobody knows what's going on. He says well, it's Pete, market see, Pete, sensitive. Yeah, I mean, Pete Wotherspoon was suggesting that that David Braben was hinting that there's enough information out there to be able to work out what it is. But I don't know if I'm just being like really thick, but I, I still can't work out what it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't yeah. either. Yeah, well, uh, Michael Brooks <laughs> has denied that it is Tom, that it is Thomas the Tank Engine it's, yeah, it's uh, Railway Tycoon. Yeah, he's a, completely <laughs> denied that. So we knew we can cross that one off the list. But then yeah. again, Colin, wouldn't he deny that even if it were? Just saying. Ooh, wheels within wheels. <laughs> or is that engine wheels? Oh, no. I don't know. Frontier normally give you a no comment when you're quite close to the uh, mark. <laughs> that's, that's normally when you start getting no comments from Frontier. Uh, it, that normally either means you're right and I can't confirm it, or, holy crap, that's a good idea. We haven't talked about it before. We'll go away and talk about it. <laughs> it should never happen. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the most the most sensible suggestion that I've heard is that maybe it's a born game. Um, because obviously they did all of that outsider tech previously third person walking around open city and obviously david seems to have kind of politics at the forefront of his mind uh, at the moment but obviously the outsider was all about this guy who is a it was a game frontier were working on for microsoft and it was about a guy who became a kind of public enemy number one and you were trying to kind of live and and, and escape in in washington dc and kind of outwit the cameras and, and that sort of thing um, so it's not a complete stretch of the imagination to wonder if maybe they're going to go back to the third person thing, uh, and maybe it's something like Born, but that is kind of a stab. Um, well, there's been an awful lot of speculation from anything ranging from a Born game, a Bond game, uh, and even a Jurassic Park yeah. game, so a Jurassic World game or something like that. So, you know, um, Jurassic all we could, all Park. Yes. Like Planet that, that, Jurassic that, World. Someone did that, didn't they? Didn't they do like a, a, a coaster park tycoon type game, which was all dinosaurs and you had to kind of manage escapes and stuff. I mean, it wasn't, I'm only talking about, I think it was like a dinosaur add on for Zoo Tycoon 3 or something like that. I don't think it was like a major thing. No, nobody? No, ah. I'm not sure. I mean, I just don't know that sure we've, we've had those amazing trench run uh, Planet Coaster theme park and the, the Tron one, and they were stunning uh, to see those. So, I'm not sure there's been a Jurassic Park planet coaster set, mm. set up yet, but that'd be open. I'm just so disappointed if it's not Thomas. I really will be. It's just <laughs> I've, I've kind of got my heart set on it, you know. It's just like picking your 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 engine colours and upgrading your wheels and and maybe getting a buffing in your track, that kind of stuff. I was, yeah, I've kind of really got my heart set on it. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's it's interesting to know what. Yeah, because you don't know whether it's a you don't know whether it's a current film franchise that that is doing a game time because they're doing a lot of business like something Marvel Cinematic Universe related, or whether it's something that like has been like a major film franchise that is still on people's minds that maybe hasn't had a movie out for a couple of years and there's something coming down the line. I don't know. It's, it's such a broad area. Movie tie-ins um, could it be Game of Thrones. The thing is, though, I know because it's, it's definitely a sort of long, the long-running Hollywood movie franchise. So um, I can't remember the exact words, but it was long-running was key, and um, and it's Hollywood. So not- the exact world words are worldwide renown. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. Mm. So it's really, it's, again, it's something we need to send the spies down um, to Frontier to to, to sort of peek <coughs> through the windows. And, uh, <laughs> no, I think I think I think they're being I think I think Frontier are being more tight-lipped on this particular topic than they normally are. I mean, you know, we we know quite well that actually, if you if you if you get Frontier aside, no, normally if it's like completely off the record, i.e., even if we knew about it, we wouldn't be able to tell you on the podcast. You can sometimes get like little tidbits from Frontier that you can't share, but this, I mean, they've just been. They've been completely locked down it's about this. Total silence. Uh, not, not even, not even joking or, or nodded winks or you know, when you say something and they like they kind of just give you that that look of ooh, it could be that. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. They just now, stare did, blankly did, at you as if you've sort of, yeah. you know, stolen a shoe. Did they say the game was coming two thousand eighteen? Because he did mention a date. He did say something about the. 
thing because it's i wonder if it's worth looking at the oh sorry it's going to be really boring for everybody else but uh i wonder if it's worth looking at the the, the movie slated for next year because if they're trying to bring out a game at the same time as a movie then surely that would be a good place to start oh, god it's going to be frozen to <laughs> <laughs> that would be so amazing. Sorry, you made me cough. Um, I mean, okay, so there's a Predator movie coming next year. That might be fun. Although that, that has be fun, been yeah. The Alien uh, there games, is another- sort of, you know, apart from Alien Isolation, have really not shone yet. And the technology is here now, the Alien Isolation multiplayer. You know, I, I always remember back to Alien versus Predator, and I loved those games. Um, I loved that. that where awesome. you had the life cycle, so you'd start as a face hugger, and you'd run around the guy. You could see all the Marines going mental, trying to work out where the hell their system bloops are coming yeah. from. Um, well, the Alien versus Predator games did that. Yeah. Like AVP and AVP2, you, you started the Alien campaign, you, the first level was you were a face hugger. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it, it could be it could be great if it was you know if it was to be something like that. I mean, that is a long running franchise, but they seem to have their games all tied up. But um, I think that's one that would suit uh, Frontier's skills beautifully. Are we are we taking any odds on either the third Fifty Shades movie or Bad Boys for Life, Bad Boys Three? Oh God, is that ever coming out? Or the Ghostbusters Three? It's difficult because uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a Tomb Raider movie, but I'm Four. guessing that Tomb Raider's not going to be going to um, Frontier. Just, just as a guess. I think the, yeah. the, the problem is that we can we could speculate all day on all the textbook landing here by Psycho Cow on a planet surface, making it look like this is difficult. <laughs> Holy crap! What have I done now? I'm stuck. Um, it is one of those things where we just we really unfortunately are just going to have to wait and see and it's 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 harsh because it's going to be epic yeah yeah there's another Wreck-It Ma- Ralph movie coming could be that could be yeah I thought EA have all of Disney stuff though pass yes Cleonis I know I didn't have my landing gear down thank you <laughs> Uh, dear God, there's another Pacific Rim movie coming. There's a sequel nobody asked for. Oh, there you go. Anyway, back yeah. on to Elite Dangerous. There's a so, sound that should have followed uh, their main actors right down the plug hole and stayed there. <laughs> I kind of liked it, but it didn't. It didn't leave me hankering for another one. Yeah, David did go off and throw us a, a, a spanner in Cannon's works as well by saying that the Thargoids are different, diff- uh, differently, ke- uh, they're based on different chemistry. A yeah. lot of effort went into making the chemistry right and plausible. The chemistry is still carbon-based, but you, they use ammonia as a solvent as opposed to water, mm. which apparently seems to work. And yeah. that went off and... I'm not a chemist, but that sounds, that sounds fair. Yeah, that went off and like, what? kind of thing when... I was looking on Canon's Discord channel when that all got read. Yeah, I, I, that, that sounded like quite a big reveal to me when I read that. I thought, I'm sure this is new information that we've never heard it's, before. It is new I information. Mean, we just don't know what, what it means. I mean, we know they like ammonia planets. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of explains why, in the same way that we would be searching for water planets 
to kind of explore and settle. Even Maybe they have Charles and ammonia. ammonia. <laughs> Do you think they like nothing better than a nice hot cup of tea made with boiling ammonia? It, well, that's, uh, it's a new market for the truckers. <laughs> yeah, we can give them Excellent. ammonia-proof mugs. Yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. Um... So, in-game events, uh, there is, we have a new Acela Starport to research, research Thargoid sites. Um, Colin, do you know about this? Colin might have, I think Colin had tech on AFK. On AFK. Do, do you know about this, Ben? Um, apart from saying what you said, yes. Um, okay. So, basically, in the Pleiades sector, IR-W, Delta-1-55... Um, the Oracle as an Acela start port that's been relocated there to investigate the region's Thargoid structures. But it does, I mean, I don't know how far away this part of the Pleiades sector is because, you know, we already have a couple of bases around there. Why do we need another? Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know that. Thargoid's dangers is a full-time job, so... They need all hands on board, you know. It's, it's, it's not like you want to scrimp on that, is it? Well, and they are saying that the, the Oracle is a, is a hub of scientific research um, and they're, you know, they're, they're focusing on the UAs and the probes and things like that, so you know, they, they want it. But, you know, I thought this is what the Gnosis is for as well. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking there's something else that I've noticed when we're thinking about Thargoids... Well, myself, I've noticed, and you know, a couple of other folk have that the the number of systems whose state is in outbreak has is basically had about a fivefold increase the past week or so, week or so, and we have got absolutely no reason why that is, other than the fact that Grant's been shipping bio waste everywhere. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, uh, I, I did try and dip my ship in the, <laughs> the Dettol bit outside the stations, but, you know, you know, best will in the world. Well, I, mean, I, I know these things happen, but, you know, it's... Putting tinfoil hat on, you know, we, we kind of did infect the Thargoids with a bit of a plague, maybe. So they might be, you know, they might be doing the same. Maybe it's some kind of research that's gone amok and is spreading throughout the galaxy. You know, at the moment, we just don't know, but there is a lot of systems in, in outbreak state, which might be something, might not be. Okay. Yeah, might be. The way the frontier kind of trickle, trickle yeah. feed plot down, it could be the start of something more significant. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did contact Frontier, and we got. A, I got a. Yes, the data is correct. No, we're not saying nothing. <laughs> uh, that was one of those no comments. Yes. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, bringing uh, Ian Norton. Welcome to the. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show again. I think you've been on before, haven't you? Oh, have we lost Ian? Have we lost me? No, no, I've clicked oh. the mute button. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Hello, Ian, we, and welcome back, is it, to the show? I'm pretty sure you've been on before. Uh, no, no, first time. Um, I oh, was really? very okay. nearly on once, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
it happens that way sometimes uh yeah and so the big thing this week is your cgs and your uh actions in ltt 4961 why don't you tell us all about what's going on Yes, well, um, we uh, we're only expecting two two CGs, but because of uh, I think some typo or finger trouble, we ended up getting three. So uh, yeah, so um, I think like like all of us, we've got history of um, memories of, of earlier versions of the game and earlier elites where we've we've had bits of paper we've written down trade routes on and and gone to school or gone to college and talked to friends about it. And um, the 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 CG that the um, the, the commander that the, the CG was in aid of as a memorial was 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 someone that we can all kind of identify that same kind of thing. They they played the earlier games and then had a break and then was astounded and surprised when they heard about the uh, the Elite Dangerous Kickstarter. And I think the the fact that so many people have you know identified with that probably has boosted all the numbers to the support support with this. Mm, that's cool. So, so what is it you're what is it you're actually doing? What's what's the actual thing itself? Um, well, so the um, the community goal was to build a asteroid base in the rings of um, one of the planets in LTT four nine sixty one, and I don't know if you've if you've been to many of them, but they've they've certainly got some fantastic views. Um, the the little kind of promotional video I did, I sort of filmed some bits around a, a station called. Um, sister's refuge and i think we're, we're expecting it to be quite quite similar to that so not only like really good kind of mining hotspot as well as some bounty hunting but also some fantastic views as well brilliant and so that's finished already has it though is that one of these cds um, that kind of wraps up quite quickly or yeah we, we were quite surprised with the the trade one i think only lasted about 14 hours before it got to the end um and then we got a little last minute email i think on i think it was thursday evening from frontier saying uh yeah uh, we, we forgot to put a zero on the end of that so we we managed to change the bounty hunting ones at zero but it was too late with the other one so they, they tacked another cg on the end to to do the um kitting out the station services and um which just started sort of the day afterwards um so that I don't know when it's likely to appear in the game, but I, I don't think we'll have to wait for an update anymore. But I think it'll be fairly soon now. Uh, but they've all completed and they, they all ran right to the end and right to their top tier and were hugely successful. And I'm still surprised at the number of people that we saw coming and going and the number of new faces and the number of old, old faces coming back from long oh, time. That's really good. Excellent. Um, and uh, 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 and it's being named Greg's Landing, is that right? So, so Greg's Legacy, yes. Greg's Legacy, yeah. Um, and is that? Do you know? Is that something that's going to happen? Is that going to happen straight away, or is this station going to go in with two point four when that happens? Um, I'm not completely sure. Um, I I, was, I believe it's before then, but I, I don't have a time. They have not sort of given us a feedback on when it's going to be in but if 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 not soon then i'd expect 2.4 as well okay uh and is there anything you want to ask listeners watchers podcast downloaders to to do or is it just you, you just want to let them know about it 
Um, well, yeah, I, I was expecting the thing to still be running, but as it's all <laughs> finished now, there's, there's, I, I could say, you know, bring all the tea you possibly can, but, uh, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's over. But the, the system, the, the, the four nine sixty one that um, Greg helped us kind of start up and sort of pick, um, you know, it's, it's a really good place to, to just experience all different bits of the game. It, it looks great. There's fantastic missions is great outfitting and there's also a really good little community of people that have kind of grown on from the google plus elite dangerous group and um you know we're we're um we kind of have something for everyone we've got like we've got explorers which a lot of us started out as we've got people that have been playing since the alpha we've got lots of new people we've got a couple of pvp people we've got bounty hunters bgs power play everything i think we, we try to be as welcoming as possible for anyone that wants to do anything that's that's kind of more or less been our motto really fantastic um so yeah bookmark do if you're listening to the podcast or listening live do bookmark ltt4961 uh, in game and go and check it out either now or when the station appears ben what are you gonna say do you guys have a website or where can people find you yeah, yeah, we've got a we've got a blog that occasionally we remember to write things on, which is uh, ltt four nine six one dot space. Um, yeah, and, and I'll I'll try and update that with. <laughs> and that's sorry that that's dot space as in like dot s p a c e rather than dot space. That's right. Yeah, just yeah, just in case people are because re- I heard that I was like dot space that doesn't sound right, and then I sort of tweaked. Um, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, we also have in this week's in-game events drama in Colonia. Uh, who would like to talk about this? All right. Well, this is this is basically salt. So uh, it's, it's a bit of salt, yeah. So way back when, before Colonia was really a thing, um, and Jack Station was found, a group of yeah, a group of commanders basically arranged more commanders to you know to go out and start shipping stuff out to jacks um just to you know to, to for rp reasons trying to you know just to get the station back online basically and then that turned into i think if i remember correctly there was two um there were two community goals around that as well that lasted either a month or six weeks and the Colonia Citizens Network, the CCN, went off and arranged convoys of, of players from the bubble with various meeting up points and fuel rats to help people. And you know, they just basically arranged a massive convoy from the bubble out to Jack's before we had all these bases and things like that that we have now before we have anything and CCN went off and did all this, they've arranged and run a whole lot of events out in Colonia and so on since then. But one thing that they, they haven't done is they didn't go off and do the, um, you know, how the Colonia um, information, CIE, I think it is, uh, the Colon- the Colonia expansion initiative have basically the- everyone's been running their um, oh, what do you call them like pamphlets basically saying come to Colonia you know that's been the community goal that all these groups have had to do to compete for a base in Colonia where uh, and CCN 
were didn't have to do any of that work and they were just gifted a base rather than having to go off and do the do the the leafleting campaign that everyone else has had to do to get their base and get a foothold in in Colonia. That's really lovely flying by Grant. <laughs> it's very distracting as well. Um, and this is this has caused a wee bit of salt by the communities who have gone off and run these campaigns for, and I can understand why, because, you know, they feel that they had to do a whole lot of hard work trying to get all these things shipped out there and, and everything like that. But then I can also understand why the CCN who have done all this work for Colonia basically for nothing kind of are, I don't want to say they're entitled to a base, but they kind of are. Um, so I can understand both reasons for the argument for for people to have both both ways. Um, I just hope, yeah. I think the CCN have always seemed to. It's been a meta group of players rather than a rather than a political entity. So I hope that people remember that and remember that basically everyone wants to work in in Colonia's best interests rather than in party political bullshit, in my opinion. <laughs> so say we all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there is um, there has also been... Our, is this our thing? Is this the CQC Discord server? No, is this no, this... No, this is this is a, a separate thing. This is, um, it was mentioned on the uh, uh, the uh, Davstot and Ed um, live stream on Thursday, and I thought I'd give it a go. The CQC Discord server, and believe it or not, um, I've had about several games using the the guys that are on the CQC on the Discord server. And uh, I must admit, if you're not able to get a game at um, 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, then uh, <laughs> I think I think it's proving that uh, the Discord server is providing that missing forum functionality that um, uh, that particular game mode really needs. So uh, this is a yeah. I mean, this is a I suppose this is a discussion for probably an entire podcast on its own, probably not even an elite dangerous podcast, probably just a general gaming podcast. But I mean, discord seems to me to be working really well and be a really effective way for games companies to communicate with their, with their fans. Are forums kind of have maybe message boards had their day. Are they a little bit old tech now in terms of trying to organize something as dynamic as gaming? No, I think forums are still still valid um, place for discussion. Um, the The advantage of this Discord server was the fact that um, we were able to group people who wanted to play CQC in one place, and um, surprisingly enough, eight of us were awake enough on a Sunday morning to actually play a game. And <laughs> uh, and from what I've seen from the the chat on the CQC servers. Uh, of which we'll supply an invite invite link in our, our show notes, uh, is that um, it does seem to be quite busy, which will, of course, help with promoting CQC a little bit further up the uh, 
Oh, I should make it more noticeable in front of his eyes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, the reason for my confusion is we do also have a Discord server. We have a Lave Radio Discord server, if people would like to join that. Um, I assume people are in there tonight. It hasn't occurred to me that people might be in discord on a tuesday night it's yep. normally when we talk to people when it's not a tuesday night do we have we do we have a permanent invite link for our discord we do, do it's we... tinyurl.com slash live chat sounds good awesome uh okay moving on then we have had a we have had a newsletter i think it was a bit quiet but did anybody have anything in it that they loved about it um, <laughs> enough to highlight. Well, funny you should mention the phrase highlight, <laughs> because basically uh, the, the Tron influence has certainly come out on the uh, SRVs. Ah, yes. And, and, the, uh, and, the, and the outfits as well. Yes, yeah. So um, you, you might have a, a little bit of a throwback to Tron 2.0 there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Tron 2.0, the game that made me rage quit the other day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, it was. Could the movie, what? could the game they're working on be a new Tron? No, because I don't even think Tron's getting a new movie. I mean, it might, it might or it might not, but I don't, if I was Frontier and they came to me and said, We're going to make a Tron movie, do you want to make a game based on it? I'd say to them, Tell you what, you go away and make the movie, and when you're more than like 80% done, come back and see me, because I don't believe you'll ever get it to cinemas. <laughs> Even Bruce Boxleitner doesn't believe in them anymore. No, is, I think I think Tron point three, Tron three point zero has been cancelled. From what I heard, even though it, it did do Tron Legacy it's did quite yeah. well. I like Tron Legacy. It's actually. been cancelled. It's been cancelled more times than any other film in history. <laughs> it's been cancelled at least four times, to my knowledge, in the last five years. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame. No, I think I really liked Tron Legacy. Uh, I really liked the comic they did that went with it. I still need to watch the Tron, the animated series, because that's meant to be pretty good. Oh, that is very good. And it's right. it's just, I'm afraid that, you know, they've, they left it on a, hang, on a cliffhanger that will never be resolved. Well, that's, that's fair. There was a good Big Bang Theory, though, about that. Have you ever seen the Big Bang Theory where they talk about series getting cancelled? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he says, Sheldon... he says you're, not, you're not meant to cancel it on a cliffhanger. You're meant to just keep making the series over and over again until it gets worse and worse and worse, and then no one cares if you make any more. That's the, that's the decent way of doing it. <laughs> I don't um, remember no, Sheldon had, uh, phoning up the writer to ask what would have happened. And then Alphys, the, yeah. yeah, the writer, he just goes, well, no wonder he got cancelled, and then hang up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're talking about the Tron thing. So if um, I, I commissioned some artwork for Escape Velocity from uh, an artist friend that I know uh, who does covers for, he does cover, covers for Titan Books, so he quite often draws things like Doctor Who and Sherlock and these kind of things. Uh, and so I got him to do some artwork. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop, the banner at the top, is the artwork that he did for me. Now, he drew these flight suits, and when we were kind of talking about this image and he was asking what kind of details he could put in, he said, oh, would it be okay to put some kind of, like, Tron-style, you know, power lines in the suit? And I kind of looked at his sketches and I said, well, it's not, you know, it's not 100 miles away from um, the style of the, the the existing Elite Dangerous flight suits we've seen. So, yeah, go for it, you know, put them in. And lo and behold, the latest flight suits with this this legacy pack look almost exactly like the flight suits that Simon drew for me. So, there you go. 
I don't, I don't, I don't even feel as far away from <laughs> the official artwork as I maybe was previously. So yeah, go and look at that image because it's um, Simon's work is brilliant, and he did an excellent job on that. Uh, sorry, I'm going off on tangents left, right, and centre tonight. I do apologise. We do, we do have the time for it. Well, this is true. Um, so, newsletter, newsletter. Someone has made a table with a projector in it. It's pretty. Is it news? I don't know if it's news, but it is pretty. <laughs> yes. I say, you know what? Do you remember when we had a whole spate of homemade controllers appearing in the newsletter that we made you us, us all go, "I want one of those." Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's nice. Well, is this for you turn around and say you've got them all? No, I've not. <laughs> not this time. No, I've got my um, ridiculous three monitor wall mounted setup now. Which uh, makes this thing makes my current setup here look like a professional rig with this uh, complete and utter idiot sitting in front of them. Um, <laughs> it's you know, but I love I love it when you see that kind of stuff in the newsletter. That's one of those things I think is awesome is seeing people and their solutions to the controls and um, you know, it's just amazing to see. <coughs> excuse me. Um, to see all the different approaches people have to making their own controls. And I know there's a, a huge group out there of people that are customising controllers and using um, iPads and old uh, tablets to to customise and set up their own cockpits. And I just want to say, you know, go for it, guys. It's amazing when you see them. It's not very often you look and you go, oh, man, I wish I, wish I could do that or... Uh, the, the the big rig rooms as well, which are just amazing with the huge curved projection screens. Oh my goodness, it's just so good, so <laughs> good. I love it. So yeah, that seeing the customised table projector, um, it's good to see that in the newsletters. That's something I quite enjoy. That was it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I really like them. I like the, I don't, I, yeah, I kind of, I think they're both, I think both these controllers that they've got in the um, newsletter are amazing. I think the, I, in a funny sort of way, I feel like it's the, the, the kind of beige one with the light up panels and the two big like forklift truck style controls you probably want in like a type nine like yeah like a type nine or a hauler or something and then like the one bottom right is more of a kind of viper slash <laughs> vulture type thing no i mean it would obviously be massively over the top to actually build two completely different physical controllers depending on which ship layout you've got i don't think anybody's got that time um i'm also a little bit confused they've written his own custom made ardrunio control panel do they mean arduino is that like a is that like a typing fail or is there a thing called Adrunio? I think I think they mean Arduino. Okay. Awesome. Um, I was just creating Twitch chat. Um, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> they, they did also include some of these new weapons which are coming in two point four. I yep. think I think we saw them all in we the, got the We got the mug cannon back, didn't we? That was one six two though, wasn't it? Not once, sorry, we're... Hang on, are we in sync? Are we the same episode number as they are? I'm getting confused now. The newsletter 163. Oh, no. And we are episode 163. Well, there is some synchronicity. Yeah, well, newsletter 183. No, no, we're, just the notes are wrong. It should be 183 in the newsletter. <laughs> it's, no, no, it's, no, it, says one, it says 163 it says when you go into it. It says 163 on the newsletter. 
Right. Okay. Let's have. A, let's just just do. We'll do compare notes. You've got. You've got the mug gun. Yeah. This. No, that's one. The, the link that's the from the newsletter one, is wrong. The link from the newsletter is wrong. <laughs> have we been talking about completely the wrong newsletter? Yes, you have. Ah, <laughs> dudes. It's what it major. One well, major you've been. Fail. You've been t- talking about the wrong newsletter. We, the rest of us, have been talking about one eight three. It's when you start actually. No, you haven't. Controllers. I think the, thinking, I was getting one six three is in the con- one six three is all about the controllers. That's twenty. Yeah, 20. yeah I mentioned it as a, as in past tense. So I was quite surprised when you started talking about them in that actual article. I'm thinking, hold on a minute. I don't remember. Because I thought that's why you mentioned it. I thought that's why you mentioned it, because it was in the newsletter. Um, and I'd obviously, I'd seen the thing about the flight suit, so I didn't need to look it up to talk about it. That explains an awful lot of my confusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I remember this now. I, I, we don't, I don't always necessarily get really excited about the, um, the picture of the week that gets sent in, but I did think this one was really cool. This one is very kind of alien slash Prometheus. A really nice atmospheric shot of the kind of alien structure rising up into the sky with oh, a yeah. frankly terrifyingly close planetoid in the background. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I, I've got something similar on the, on the next top shift, which I'm, I'm flying around uh, the, the, the crashed base where, or the whatever this base is, whether it's... Uh, and and basically, you've got that similar planetoid in the background, and it's very eerie. It's very atmospheric as well. I would recommend to do it just to just to basically soak in the atmosphere. Yeah, if you've not been to the the you're talking about the Thargoid bases, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you've not been to the to the to any of them, you're missing out big time. Even though you know what's happening. Even if you've seen the videos, you, 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 it's amazing for running around or flying around. Uh, take your asp inside the ship somehow. I don't know how people are doing that. Um, <laughs> you know, and, it's, and, and I've seen people do the fight, take the fighters in, but I've never I, seen anything I, bigger. I, than that I've taken, a, I've taken the federal fighter in. And that was tight enough. I don't know how folk are getting their asps or the dolphins. The dolphin might fit in because it's quite quite thin and narrow. But <laughs> how they're getting how they're getting you know some of these larger ships, and I've got no idea. But anyway, they are. That's by the by. Um, but the whole environment and area is just so atmospheric. It's amazing. Um, and now that we've got like what was a hundred something of them or does it, how many are there what was the last number oh it was up in 280 wasn't it I was, was going to say yeah it's a good couple hundred now isn't it yeah it's no, anyway, 10 they've got now isn't it okay 210 is it so you know I don't know which is the the prettiest alien base that we've found but <laughs> the couple that I've been to have all looked amazing yeah I'm just wondering if um, <laughs> very funny uh, Stephen <laughs> Have you read I'm just what Stephen Usher said? Sorry. No, no. I'm just wondering if sites like the ED board and EDDB and things like this have got a um, find your nearest alien site function yet. Because <laughs> that'd be really useful. 
Now, Stephen Usher is, I'm assuming, jokingly, and I haven't done the science to check this out, <laughs> he's saying, apparently, if you put the Guardian technology into the machine, then it becomes trans- uh, the iris becomes tran- transient, and ships can get through it. I'm not quite sure I believe him there somehow. But hey, if no. you want to get it, you can do. Yeah. Well, I, I believe it's not a case that the uh, Thargoid technology uh, alters the atoms of your ship, if you do that. Yeah. Is Stephen yeah. saying that it's real, apparently? Is yeah, this, I'll, is this I'll alongside Stephen, the Hutton Free Anaconda? It might be. I'll let Stephen prove it to me that it's real, I think. <laughs> not that I'm not going to trust him on these matters. <laughs> and that Stephen, I think, will give this Guardian technology a try. And you're still, um, you're still owing me for my laundry bill. I'm telling you that. He is. <laughs> um, he is clarifying. He thinks it might be a bug. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. If somebody wants to take an inexpensive large ship and go and try it, we would be very welcome. <laughs> we would very much welcome the update. Uh, so that's it for newsletter one eight three. I don't think we have a main discussion this week, do we? Because Ian Norton was our main discussion with his with his fantastic community goal. No, I'm, uh, unless anybody's got any other business, this is actually quite a short show because... Um, well, I don't, don't say that because that'll put another hour on the runtime. The trick <laughs> is we get to the end of the show and then say, oh, that was a short one. We don't say in advance it's going to be a short one. Oh, then it right. never works. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, does it, do we have, have we had any questions in? Uh, there was a shout-out for something. Someone was asking for a shout-out for something. Where was that? Anybody remember where that was? No, no. Yeah, that's gone. We'll do it um, pass. That's fine. Um, we did get clarification from Gala uh, Kraken about the skimmer. you know the, the the skimmer rain bug, and you know if you, if you die, then Frontier will both resurrect your ship and your crewman. So. Yeah, it's yes. not exactly. Yes, yeah, so I wrote. Great. I wrote down. In, I wrote down in my notes. We'd already talked about that, but we talked about that before the show, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, that was my confusion. We haven't actually said it on air. So, <laughs> so is this? I got really confused. Um, when you say hit by falling skimmers, do you mean literally skimmers falling out of the sky and hitting your SRV? Yes. Yeah, there is, there is a... Because that's some unlucky odds. And what are the chances of getting hit by falling skimmer? It's, it's, it's a bug that's the... You know, it should never happen, but it is happening. Uh, and basically, you approach a... You approach an installation from the wrong angle and the wrong way, then and skimmers, instead of appearing at roughly ground height, appear several kilometres in the sky <laughs> and fall down and hit you and one-shot kill most things for, for some reason all i can think of is the old manic minor level um skylab landing bay. <laughs> i don't know why that's just jumped into my head uh we do have some questions now that i've asked questions kato z would like a shout out to his wife z um hi z hi z 
Uh, and uh, Alien Explorer, bless you. Alien Explorer would like to know, if I were to be a Patreon for EV now, what would I get? Will there be new episodes? Uh, yes, there will be new episodes of Escape Velocity. I didn't give an update on this this week, um, but I am well and truly back into writing Series 4 of Escape Velocity, and that will be coming hopefully later in the year. Um, so coming up for Escape Velocity in the next few months, I am doing a complete sound remix of series one and two of escape velocity this is for a couple of reasons this partly this is because um escape velocity was the first thing that i ever produced um, and it represents very much my kind of learning curve of learning how to do audio drama and even though i'm not going to do like i'm not going to go like all george lucas and massively change stuff or uh, re-record loads of parts and stuff like that it's just the audio mix isn't very good but more significantly it doesn't use the sound effects from Elite Dangerous, which obviously I do use from Series 3 onwards. Um, so Series 1 and 2 are going to be re-edited with, Escape Velocity, uh, with Elite Dangerous sound effects. I'm hopeful we're going to get um, Verity in to do the ship voices again, so that will be retrospectively applied to Series 1 and 2. Uh, if you were to become a patron now, you would basically get the... Uh, when those episodes are released you would get the the high quality exports that I do of those because when it goes out on the podcast you know it only goes out as like 96 or 128 bit um, mp3 um, for the patreon backers they get a sort of higher quality version of the series to, to listen to um, there is also depending on which level you support the patreon at there is a chance for a physical reward which is a limited edition and I say limited edition, that makes it sound like I'm, I'm kind of upselling it. It's not. It's because I buy the USB cards based on the number of patrons that I have on Patreon. So they're the only ones that ever get ordered. Um, so it is very much limited to, to, to kind of who's backing it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, what I'll be doing those USB cards for Series 1 and 2 as well. Um, so an awful lot of people, because I asked my patrons, I said, would, would you guys care about like a remix of Series 1 and 2? And I had a... I had a roughly 60-40 split between the people who said, yeah, a remix would be brilliant, I'd love to hear that, and then the 40% of people who said, eh, I'm not that bothered, but I would like a USB card for every series of Escape Velocity. So I think I've got a few completionists um, <laughs> supporting the show. Um, so yeah, coming up this year, so I'll be doing, the, the idea is to get Series 4 written, and to then once series four is written, I book in all the actors for recording. And then while I'm waiting for the actors to come in and record their parts for series four, I will be remixing series one and two kind of in the downtime while I'm waiting for series four to happen. So some people have said to me, oh, no, don't redo series one and two if it's going to delay series four. It's really not going to delay series four. It's going to be something that I get on with while series four is already kind of in progress. Um the, the only things I'm so worried about this year in terms of, you know, knockback and um, stuff, not not stuff getting in the way, but other work that I have going on. Uh, I did recently announce at LaveCon um, that we are resurrecting the Lave Revolution audio drama. And I am hoping to get the Lave Revolution audio drama out in time for Christmas this year. That is not a firm commitment. That is very much I am working towards December. If you would like to pre-order it, you can go to radiotheatreworkshop.com, click on the store, and there are uh, pre-order links for the Lave Revolution audio drama. Um, I should just say, though, apologies if you are anywhere in Europe, and this includes UK, at the moment Gumroad is adding 20% or, or your, your region's VAT onto the price 
when you go to checkout. I am going to fix that, and I'm I'm hoping that the pre-orders, when I get the prices sorted out, your pre-order should go down. But if it doesn't, I'll I'll write to everybody and say to them, cancel and reorder to get it cheaper, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's kind of a it's because of this Euro VAT mess. Um, Gumroad has decided to do its own thing and not actually give me the, the option to control it. So I need to talk to them and figure out what I need to do. Uh, but you can you can pre-order that as from now. Um, or you can or you can wait. You can wait for me to fix the prices. I don't mind either way. Uh, so hopefully that answers the question about the Escape Velocity Patreon and what's happening with that this year. Um, I am hopeful. It's got to the stage, though, where because of the time scale I'm now looking at, for Escape Velocity Series 4. I've always previously said our Escape Velocity doesn't coincide with me doing a Christmas episode, but I'm actually thinking now that based on when the series is probably going to end up getting released, it might be worth slotting a Christmas episode into this run. I don't know. I haven't decided. I need to look. I need to do some slightly more definite time planning um, and work that out. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Probably more information than the question called for. <laughs> But it's good all the same. Been, also, we should probably let people know that the LaveCon episode that's been missing from the podcast, um, that's 159, is now available on the website and through the RSS and iTunes and is the podcast of the live broadcast at LaveCon this year. So that awesome. Complete, for that. Again, for those completionists so, out there that can't handle not having 159 <laughs> in their list of music files. Although if you do listen to the um, podcast in the order you download them, you will have already heard 159 before you hear us tell, tell you about it. Ooh. No? Okay, Tiny, who knows? Tiny, whiny, wibbly, wobbly. <laughs> I'm still waiting for episode one. To be honest, I, I want to listen to it. <laughs> it'll, it'll never happen um, <laughs> of course having do you know what having given all that information about the escape velocity Patreon do you know what I didn't say I didn't say what, what the did address is I didn't say what the address is it's patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop sorry about that I am an idiot um, there you go okay uh, unless anybody has anything else well, the, 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 there's a couple of things just to say in the community. We've got to congratulate the Elite Dangerous subreddit because they have just reached 100,000 subscribers. Mm. It does seem that the uh, PS4 release has gone and pushed them over the, the 100k mark. So um, I think everybody needs to give the mods there um, a bit of a 07 salute because, well, the, they do a... Where would we be without it, to be honest? <laughs> Sometimes we would be without any community news. <laughs> yeah, because the forums can sometimes you can you just get swamped sometimes in the forums. So uh, well done to the guys over there. Uh, and the the other thing is that um, we've had a, a a fantastic video in uh, called Dark Star. Uh, is is by Commander Chris Lane. It's taken him three months to pull together, uh, and. I, I would um, I would highly recommend that uh, people go over and have a look at, uh, at Darkstar because it does seem to be uh, very atmospheric. It's, it's this is pity. the Diamondback one, is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, a, it's a pity he missed the, the competition, to be honest. I thought I thought it was it was certainly could have been included. Oh, and if, you, yeah. if you go onto YouTube and search for Elite Darkstar, it is on there. It's like yeah. the third result down. 
Uh, and we'd uh, also just give a quick shout out to um, uh, Commander Tersion from the broadcast because he's, he's also just re- recently released a new Tersion Travels uh, little video animated uh, Elite Dangerous Adventure, which is, is full of the usual whimsical and um, oddball adventures that he, that he goes through. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, th- I think that's it grand well uh, thank you all very much for joining us uh, if you do want a little bit more live lay video as I say I will be streaming uh, I've forgotten the name of it what's it called <laughs> you've forgotten <laughs> your own stream now. no no I know what the stream is I'm going to do it on live radio I've forgotten the name I've forgotten the game's called it's embarrassing it's something space related with this Everspace, 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 yes. If anybody is curious about Everspace, I will be streaming it on the Lave Radio Twitch channel tomorrow night, 9pm British summertime. Thank you, Twitch, for chat, for reminding me of the name of the game. Uh, yeah, if you want to know, kind of see Everspace uh, and, and see it played and have a bit of a chat about it, then, then I'll be doing that tomorrow night, so do check that out uh, on Twitch. Um, and, yeah. That's basically us. Well, we need to shout out so as well for Alan Stroud as well because of his uh, Lave Revolution movie. It has been uploaded and you can get to that by going to laveradio.com and you will find uh, it is listed in our little uh, list of, uh, what do you call them, posts? Uh, things. You know, where you can see with all the podcasts and they're all listed there and you can see that wonderful, wonderful video uh, which, yeah, you've got to watch it. If you've not seen it yet, that's where you'll find it. Um, it's one, I can't remember if we've got a particularly easy link to follow, which is why if I direct you to the laveradio.com website, you'll find it there. Excellent. Excellent. Am I, are, we, are we good to go? <laughs> I don't know. I'm quickly checking. <laughs> I don't want to stop anybody else. No, I, 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 I'm think, but I think that's it, isn't it? Dead air. Awesome. Well, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. We are facebook.com forward slash laveradio. We are at laveradio on Twitter. And you can join our Discord chat channel by going to tinyurl.com forward slash lavechat. Uh, or you can even join the TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30pm BST and streamed out on laveradio.com forward slash live. Uh, we are also twitch.tv forward slash laveradio. Uh, and that's it, yes. Um, any shout-outs, Ben, for anybody hanging around in live? To be honest, I'm now running missions with uh, whoever was with me, but he's had to log out and he's doing his own thing, I think, now. Or he's doing well, doing missions for Lave Radio, but... Yes. Well, thank you, whoever. Yeah, a mano. Yeah. Uh, and th- yes, yeah, so thank you. And thank you very much to anybody who's helping out with Lave Radio Network. Um, since you guys... Since you guys got on board with running missions for us, we have gone from only about 5% in the Lave system up to, I mean, even if we have don't control an asset yet, we're at least up to uh, a slightly more respectable number. So thank you all from the bottom of my heart for taking that on board and doing it. Uh, so until next time, commanders, uh, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
News Digest, 18th of July, 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Ask the Oracle. Community goal smashed. New factions recognised. The Great Experiment. Ask the Oracle. A research starport has relocated to one of the primary Thargoid sites. Governor Ahmed of the starport Oracle explained that the starport has long been a major centre for research on unknown artefacts and probes. With the discovery of so many Thargoid sites, the starport administrators felt that it was important to move the research centre close to one such site to allow more detailed study. The Oracle is particularly keen to research ways of communicating with the Thargoids. The new site chosen for the Oracle is in the Pleiades sector, IR-WD1-55. In related news, Commander Ed Sky has published an optimised route to complete Ramtar's mission to research the Guardians in around five hours. The mission, which can be accepted from the Mean system, provides much information about the ancient race known as the Guardians, whom are seen by some as the progenitors of the Thargoids, and by others as the Thargoids' ancient enemy and an unrecognised benefactor of humanity. A return of 40 million credits per hour is pretty impressive for any mission, but the opportunity to find out about the Guardians? That's priceless. Community goal smashed. Support for the appeal by Null has proved overwhelming this week. The LTT4961 based organisation had appealed for support in setting up a new asteroid base in the system. To be called Greg's Legacy, the base will commemorate a founder member of Null. The response was overwhelming and the goal was met within 24 hours. To tap into this goodwill, a second, much more ambitious goal was set, and this too has been met, as has been the associated Law and Order goal. A spokesman, who asked to be named simply as Wendy, congratulated commanders for the quick completion of these goals. 
With resounding support like this, Greg's legacy will surely be the most luxurious asteroid base ever constructed. With gold statues in the landing area, luxurious parks and fountains, and of course, free cups of tea for everyone. New factions recognised. More than 150 new factions have been officially recognised by Galactic authorities this week. In the largest single recognition event ever, factions such as the Biowaste Extraction and Supply Team, Evangeline's Elite Expeditionary Force, and the Basking Imperium Conglomerate, Team Rocket, 48 Turtles, and the Funky Purple Wizards are all now officially recognised in the galaxy. Perhaps the strangest new faction name of all is the West Leeds Yacht Club. They may well be disappointed when they find out that the Pilots' Federation members are not yet permitted to land on Waterworlds. The Great Experiment Scientists have revealed that they've been conducting a massive psychological experiment in the Quint system. We were interested to know what motivates people, one of them explained. When given the free choice between working or having fun, what would commanders choose? The scientists placed a large number of well-paying, easy but tedious missions at the stations in Quince and waited. A very large number of commanders were observed to take these missions and to keep taking the missions repeatedly, often for many days. They were often heard talking about these missions as grind, but seemed powerless to resist the lure of a large payout. This may be good news for the great powers, suggesting as it does that many thousands of commanders are happy to work long hours at boring jobs just to finance a more expensive vehicle. And who can blame them? After all, who wants a fun, fast and exciting sports ship when you can fly a slow, lumbering hulk instead? And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Thank you.